You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Well, welcome to the podcast. Um, Today I have uh, Tom Schaefer. It's great to see you, Tom. Good to see you, man. Hey, Tom. Why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself, tell people a little bit about who you are, what do you do? Yeah, so uh, my name's, uh, as John said, Tom Schaefer. I'm a pastor of uh, over 30 years now. That's crazy for me to say, but that's that's the case. Um, and um, right now I'm serving in a congregation called Faith United Lutheran in Toledo that is the uh, merger of, of uh of two separate congregations into one new congregation. And that's kind of what God has had me doing throughout my ministry. I didn't go into ministry expecting to do a lot of transitional uh, you know, ministry, uh, but that is certainly what God has had me do. You know, I've, I, uh, I did a mission redevelopment when I first started. I, I, I did do a four years in a rural congregation uh, and uh, helped bring some transformation there. I um, went to a, a large suburban congregation, uh, which I was given the primary task of launching a satellite uh, church out of that. Uh, started a new congregation for college students and now uh, doing what I'm doing now. So it always seems that, that God has me uh, doing those things. There are times when I, I really wonder what God's up to with all of that, <laughs> but uh, I, I just come, kind of come to accept it, that that's, uh, that's the ministry that God's given me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've known you for a while now, and God always seems to have you uh, going where, you know. No man has gone No before. man has gone <laughs> Exactly. You are a, you're a pioneer. You're a leader. Um, you know, I, you are uh, somebody I would call uh, somebody who's very apostolic in the kingdom. You're always cre- you're very creative in what you do. Um, you you're always starting things or, or, or into new projects and things like that. And so, you know, what what are some of the things that you have done um, with your church? How have you guys adapted? Where has God led you guys since COVID? I know for a lot of churches, I think everybody out there, it's it's not been an easy road. Um, but I always, I always like to look at what God is doing, not what he isn't doing. And what are some of the th- things that God has been doing uh, with you? Uh, yeah, well, if you, if, if you go back and, and uh, watch the, the, uh, the online worship from the first week that, uh, <laughs> that, we, that we started doing that, uh, I, I think you'll notice a big transformation from then <laughs> to, to, to what, we're doing, uh, what we're doing now. So it was a huge, huge learning curve. I mean, this was an area I did not know a lot about. Honestly, didn't have a lot of confidence in, um, you know, uh, having never done it before in my ministry. And there was, you know, I, I, I even wrote a, a letter to my congregation at, at one point asking for forgiveness because I felt um, as we uh, we're about a month into being locked down, you know, being closed down from in-person worship. I just felt completely inadequate for the job. Um, you know, I didn't know what I, what I was doing, what I could do. Um, 
it was tremendously challenging for me. Uh, and, um, you know, but those are often the times when we find ourselves relying on God the most. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I, I really just had to come to grips with the fact that um, I don't think there's ever going back to normal at this point. Uh, I, I, you know, I, that this has changed things um, for the long haul, I, I believe. And so I had to take it as, uh, you know, another, another growing opportunity, another learning opportunity and, and really lean into God, uh, you know, during this. I'm still, I would not call myself uh, an, an expert at this by any means, uh, but I'm committed to trying to learn how to use this new medium um, uh, for reaching as many people for Christ as possible. So, I mean, that's kind of the personal work that, that, that God has done um, for me. Um, you know, I, but I, and part of the reason I came to that conclusion, uh, was I think we can say, you know, I really, I needed to look at how the glass was half full because I think there are some very, very positive things that have happened and positive things that we can say, uh, out of the, uh, the church, the church being forced into, uh, the, you know, this, uh, this age of social media and so forth. Um, for one thing, I, I, I think in the first few months of the lockdown, I believe more people may have heard the gospel hmm. during that stretch of time than maybe uh, more than any other time uh, in human history. It's true, yeah. And, you know, so with that going on, you have to say, okay, I mean, this is an incredible opportunity. Um, and still, I know that I have, listening to my weekly messages, uh, people from, uh, you know, not only my congregation, but around the country, uh, and people of different faiths. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm aware of a, of a person with... Uh, uh, you know, uh, no real faith background that's been that's been listening regularly. I'm I'm aware of someone on one of the coasts who's actually of uh, uh, a Hindu um, that's been listening in. Um, you know, those are opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And so you have to embrace that. Uh, additionally, in my church, and I'm in a uh, you know, a traditional Lutheran congregation is where, where I'm at. Um, you know, we started doing a midweek Zoom Bible study, and we'll have, uh, you know, 15 to 20 people at that Bible study each, each Wednesday. Um, and we're a congregation that pre-COVID was worshiping 80 to 90. Uh, so that's a that's a decent percentage to have. And among those people, again, are uh, some folks who are not members of our church. And, uh, you know, at least uh, one shut-in who had never made it to a, a, you know, a Bible study at our church 
you know, during the time I'd been here prior to that. And she's there every week, uh, you know, and so that's fantastic to see. Another, you know, an, another opportunity. I, I, and with that, I ask myself, why would I go, why would I go back or why would I remove that? Why would I remove that option even when things do open up again? Because it's serving people who are just never going to walk through my doors. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's still, there's still a great experience in, in human connection and coming to church. And hopefully one day it'll be safe for, you know, everybody to come back and worship, uh, you know, worship together. And I, I, you know, I don't think online will ever replace that, but I think we're in a, I mean, you know, I think we're in a, a both and type thing. This isn't an either or we're not going to go all digitally. We're not going to go all back in person. It's not, it's not, we're not at a point where, you know, we've come to, you know, let's just get back to the way things were before COVID. I hear so many people talk about that, the, the back to normal. And I would agree with you. I don't think life will ever be the same again. I, I think that we'd actually be missing something if we actually went backwards. Uh, yeah, I think we'd be failing ourselves and failing the kingdom if we just went backwards, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard, I, I've heard the term about moving forward is what we need to learn to be as hybrid churches. That's, that's a term I've heard recently, is being a hybrid church, a church that is both uh, uh, online, utilizing social media, and doing in-person. Um, and uh, I, I, I believe that's where we need to be. You know, the, the whole move uh, to the internet, the and social media, and so forth, is really the 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 greatest communication change that has happened, uh, probably in the last 500 years since the Gutenberg uh, the Gutenberg press. Mm. And so, if you think about the Reformation and how God utilized that new form of communication. Uh, to propel the church forward and advance the church's ability uh, to reach uh, reach people for the kingdom, because without without the printing press, uh, Luther's words would have not been mass distributed. The likelihood is that the Reformation would have been a far different thing, not nearly had the scale that it did without those uh, writings of his being uh, readily available like they were. So God used that in a tremendous way. And I, I, the reason I say I think that this is the currently the greatest communication shift in 500 years is because you would say, well, what about, what about radio, TV, you know, those, uh, the telephone, those kind of things. Compared to what uh, the internet has done, in terms of the scale of at, at which we're able to reach people, those things are s small potatoes, hmm. be, to be quite honest. Not every church could could utilize uh, uh, radio or TV for uh, for communication, and if they did, it was uh, it was typically a very local reach that they had. Look, you put your video up on YouTube, someone in Russia can watch it. Uh, it it's it's unbelievable. Uh, the reach <laughs> that you Absolutely. have, right? Absolutely. Uh, so, um, so if we just went back to the way things were and pretended that this that this shift wasn't happening in our world, uh, you know, I, I I don't think we would be, um, you know, serving the kingdom 
um, in, in, you know, in a beneficial way by doing that. Yeah. So it, like I said, it really challenges uh, to, to, you know, for someone like me, 58 years old, to have to relearn these things and figure out, all right, how can we best do this? And know that, I, you know, uh, I, I, I probably will never, uh, you know, never really um, reach any kind of maximum potential before I retire <laughs> in terms of trying this new, this new form of communications. Uh, but, um, but you've got to. You've got to try, though. You've got to try. Absolutely. And so, you know, kind of like you said, you're, you know, you're maybe feel, uh, you know, at times the technology and things like this might be uh, a little over your head. I, th I think at 35, I feel like the technology is over my head. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just figuring out what TikTok is and some of these other things. And, and uh, you know, everything is changing so quickly. The context uh, of how we do things and with the speed of the internet speed of life is just it's constantly adapting and, and so you know my context is pretty similar to you um, in a in a Lutheran church that is um, average age is 70 and uh, you know we, we're worshiping about 40 right now um, there's about I would say probably 70 out there that are that are in total and um, some watching online, things like that. And uh, what would you say for these churches, you know, you know, that uh, we don't have, you know, gigantic staff teams or gigantic resources, but how can we, you know, how can we improve? How can we go forward um, uh, with the technology? And, and what, what kind of advice would you give for embracing uh, this? Uh, you can talk about either from a pastor's point of view, and from a church member's point of view, some church members might not be like, I just don't want to watch it online, but I'm not going to show up in person. Or, you know, some pastors would be like, I just don't even know what to do. Like, where do I even start? So I'll leave that open to you. Whatever yeah, you want. yeah. Um, I, I sure don't have all the, all the answers to that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, one thing, I mean, I, what I would say for, uh, for pastors or any leadership that is, that is, uh, you know, um, trying to uh, trying to learn, trying to delve into this that maybe hasn't before, doesn't have the resources of larger congregations who maybe have had a, had an online pre presence prior to uh, to COVID. You know, um, is that it doesn't have to be polished. If you go on YouTube and watch some of the, you know, uh, some some really popular YouTube channels, the videos are not necessarily polished. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it, it can be a, you know, um, uh, you know, someone hold, you know, holding up a, uh, a, you know, a camera to themselves and recording and and so forth. Um, there are right and wrong things you can do and do take the, you know, take the chance to, uh, to, to learn a little bit, watch some, uh, watch some content about, about those things. Like, you know, what, what is the right and wrong things that you might do during this era? Um, uh, but don't feel like uh, it has to be like a professional 
production, you know, yeah. uh, quality uh, video that you're doing. Uh, in fact, I, I, th I find in many ways quite to the contrary. You know, you mentioned TikTok. I mean, none of those videos are, right? I, they're, right. <laughs> they're the it's most random things. And, you goofy, know. goofy things a lot of the times, yeah. Right, right. And, and usually just someone recording on their, you know, their iPhone or whatever, you know. Um, so it doesn't have to be that. Uh, um, but, but also uh, take the opportunity to, to try to learn how to do, uh, learn how to do quality in terms of what you're putting online. Yeah. Right. Like, the production level doesn't have to be great, but we ought to be trying to do the best job we can with the the content uh, yeah. we're putting online. Um, so you know, like I said, take the chances, keep learning. Uh, you know, it's okay to fail. You know, you fail forward. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, keep plugging along. Awesome. Awesome. I guess, Tom, just to wrap up, um, you know, what are some encouragements for, for pastors, for uh, ministry leaders and church members that, that you'd like to pass on to, to them? Yeah, okay. So they might not see it as an encouragement, but it is. Uh, and what, and here, here, here's what I want to say. Um, I, again, I think, you know, I look at a situation like uh, the pandemic and so forth. I'm like, what is God trying trying to teach us? What's God trying to teach his church? And uh, when I ask that, it's not that I think that God has, you know, caused the pandemic to teach us things, uh, but there's a, um, uh, a a Lutheran theologian from many years ago who once said, uh, and I never forgot this phrase, he, he said, God does not will everything that happens, but in everything that happens, God wills something. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so with that mindset, in, this, in these events, what is God trying to, uh, to will his church into? What's God trying to teach us? Um, and I think one of the things is, and because this was something I, that I really saw happening before COVID also, but um, God... I think it's forcing us out of our buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that's a very good thing, you know, um, because we act like the building is the church. And, uh, you know, any leader, any pastor knows that that's not the case, but congregation members certainly think that way. And in, and in fact, we as leaders act that way, yeah. right? So we act like the building is the church. Uh, and with having to close our buildings down, it has really forced us to rethink that. What's, what's it mean to be church? How are we being church? And I want to encourage everyone to, to really lean into that uh, that question and uh, and wrestle with it uh, because the church is a movement. Mm. It is not a building. 
It's not a social club. Um, it is a movement. And so um, the church keeps moving, even as our buildings are, are, are closed down, even as we're un unable to do in-person worship. The church keeps moving. And there is a lot that we can learn from that uh, moving forward uh, in terms of recapturing what it means to be kind of that first century church in the 21st century. Yeah, I think I'm, it's, even though it's a difficult time, I'm really excited to see what, what God is doing, uh, how he's going to turn this into, you know, something for good. And, you know, I think there's a great way to, um, you know, build relationships outside the church uh, to um, be on mission in our communities and to, uh, to, to reach new people and, uh, and to connect um, in a real life and meaningful way um, outside Sundays as well. So I'm, I'm excited for what God's gonna do. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for um, uh, coming on today. Thank you for your wise words. Uh, we'll see you later, Tom. I don't know how wise they were, but, uh, but um, I was glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at j-o-n-h-u-n-t-e-r at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms.